What's up, y'all? I'm back with another episode of How Man, I love doing the intro there. It's like, it's just fun to be like, hey, what's up? Come on, listen. Save the good stuff for later. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's JD. How I got tinnitus. We're back. We got uh, Alex from the last DJ pod. He's going to be on the show. We had a good little conversation. Thanks, Alex, for taking the time. We met in the comments under a post by comedian Joe List. He has a little bit about tinnitus that I guess we both found funny. Or at least compelled to comment on. And uh, yeah, TBH, that's where I make a lot of my tinnitus buddies lurking in comment threads. Anyway, so we had a really fun talk. Alex's uh, podcast, The Last DJ Podcast, uh, he and his girlfriend have been doing this show, recorded over 100 episodes. They're probably at like, what, 120 or something at the time we're putting this episode out? Um, yeah, long running. They do this like kind of radio show with commentary. They're really into sharing music and telling stories. It's pretty fun. And, uh, yeah, we've been talking for a while. Alex said he had tinnitus. I thought, hey, we both have podcasts. We both have tinnitus. Probably have some things in common. Sure enough, we did. We had a great little conversation. And, uh, what else? Yeah, so we I recorded this episode like just a couple days before my first day back in college. And, uh, hold on, do you guys hear that? That's my little uh, water fountain thing. Hold on. Yeah, my uh, little uh, Zen garden water fountain thing that Ani got me when I first started dealing with tinnitus. Great thing to get my mind off. And uh, sometimes I don't even remember to plug it in. I just, I don't always need it, I guess. Sometimes it splashes water everywhere, so I unplug it for a while. But I've been rocking it lately because I've been studying. Studying a whole heck of a lot. Just staring at the computer screen, flipping between my notes. I use a lot of highlighters, lots of different colors of highlighters. It's been uh, really fun to get back into note-taking. Uh... And sometimes, I gotta admit, my tinnitus seems extra loud while I'm studying. But for the most part, it doesn't bug me because I'm so preoccupied with school. And I get to go to the school gym. That's pretty cool. I love staying fit. Or I don't know if I'm a fit guy, but I like doing athletic stuff. And it's been real cool. I get to like push myself on like the elliptical and then I hit some weights and uh work up a good sweat and it's it's just a great way to relieve some of all this extra energy i've got get my mind focused for classes so anyway that's why i've been pretty quiet on the podcast front so thanks alex for doing this interview a whole month ago and being so patient about me getting it up uh still have a couple convos in the works. Here's hoping that they all work out. I got some guests I'm pretty excited about having on the show. But without much further ado, let's get to the interview with Alex from The Last DJ Pod. But also, let's do a little disclaimer time. Yeah, just time for a reminder that this show is in no way a substitute for real medical advice. I'm just a total amateur uh, talking out the side of my head about tinnitus. Everything that I talk about here, I learn through like Google searches and lurking on social media. So don't take it too seriously, okay? Now here's that episode with Alex from The Last DJ Podcast. I found you in the comment section of, I want to say a Joe List post because joe list has that bit about his having tinnitus yeah i think i remember commenting there and then sharing it in my stories and then like 20 minutes later you followed us 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was it. Um, so I assume that's what happened. Yeah. So I I usually like uh, will kind of stick around comment sections of what I feel like is an active post about tinnitus and hope to make friends or uh, chat with people. Uh, but in the meantime, I started checking out your podcast and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You have this like cool radio show sort of situation. And, and <laughs> it, well, thank really, you for saying it's cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, the energy that, and you guys just put out your like what, 113th episode or something like that? Yeah, I think today we just put out one as 114. Wow. Wow. So how long have you been going at that? I I think it was like a month or less into the pandemic. I'm like, I need to do something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, like, I just got laid off from my family business. <laughs> and, uh, you know, or getting like government money to stay home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted something to do. I've always had like Facebook pages where I'd share information and things like that. And I've always been a giant music fan. I'm always recommending music to people and making mixed CDs and, or like nobody has CDs anymore, but like back when there was mixed CDs, I would make them for my friends and stuff like that. People always enjoyed it. So I was like, what the hell start a podcast and mix like my interests and the things that I'm interested in with music. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And I, I, I listened to a lot of your commentary about how how excited you are to share a certain playlist or how you're I heard you in the the more recent episode complaining to yourself that you had d- doubled up on an artist like you had used an artist in the previous episode and yeah. you were like getting down on yourself about it cuz I I I appreciate that you seem to like uh put all this energy into finding and sharing all this new music that you seem very enthusiastic about. And it's a wide range of music, like all over the place. Yeah, that's, I'm not somebody that likes to be like part of a team or label myself or anything like that. Like, I don't want to be like a heavy metal guy or rock and roll guy or hip hop guy or anything like that. And it's kind of same thing with like, uh, you know, intellectual stuff for philosophy, things like that. Like politics, same thing. I, I don't, I just want to enjoy all the things that are good about life. And then things I think are cool. I want to share it yeah. and let other people know. Well, so that's, that's, that's really the, cool. how I roll. That's cool. I I'm just, just saying you, you, you got a fan over here. So I, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, like, <laughs> we have three fans now. Yay. <laughs> hey, well, there you go. Well, so the reason uh, I reached out, it, we found uh, each other in that uh, Joe List comment thread, and I was able to deduce, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but I, I was able to figure out that most likely the person behind the last DJ pod posting that day had tinnitus based on their comment so so that's why i reached out do you have tinnitus oh yeah definitely yeah and it's always me posting on social media jenny doesn't want to have any part of that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but Um, yeah i've had it for like i don't know maybe it's been like a couple years i guess do you know where it came do you have any ideas about where what brought it on where it came from yeah, I don't. It's. I'm sure it's accumulation of things. I there wasn't like one event mm-hmm. where something happened and then I heard it ringing in my ears. Mm-hmm. It was. We were. Uh, <laughs> is your uh, pot? Well, you can edit this out if you want to. Whatever. We we just finished having sex, and that's when I noticed it. Holy crap! So it was like the worst <laughs> time ever. <laughs> but I I listen to a lot of like loud music on to a lot of loud concerts and i never once had any kind of lingering lingering effect from any show that i was ever at like even my brother he would like we went to metallica one time and uh he he told me he had ringing his ears for like three days but then it went away mm-hmm. i never had anything like that and um when i was uh, like i said i was working at the family business we on a scrapyard and i was working beside a loud machine 
for for like the last couple of years that I was there, maybe even longer. Really loud machine, and I guess I was arrogant and I I didn't protect my ears properly. But also it was like we were working in a warehouse. There's no air conditioning or anything. Summertime gets insanely insanely hot, and putting those big earmuffs on your ears, like it wasn't just uncomfortable. It was like sometimes it was so hot where I could have got like heat stroke. So I just have my earphones in listening to music and to block out the sound of the machine, I blast the earphones. So I'm assuming that's the main cause. So I think in your comment, you said something about how you hate it or something. You hate it's terrible. It. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, can you talk about what your relationship has been like with your tinnitus over the years? Have you ever had it checked out? Have you gone to any sort of like audiologist or anything like that? Yeah, I went to see one specialist and I was told this guy is the greatest, like a, a bunch of doctors. Like I, I got recommended him by my family doctor. And before you can go see this guy, you have to get some testing done. And the doctor that I went to go do the testing done said that this guy also like, oh, this guy's the best. This guy's great. And when I went there, I was very underwhelmed with this guy. It seemed like he was pretty aloof, didn't really give a shit. I don't know if it was just my impression of him or if that's just the way it was, but he kind of just looked at my ears and was like, yeah, whatever. Nothing we can do really. Mm -hmm. My relationship with it is at first it was very traumatizing for me because I'm somebody who really appreciates um, silence and just sitting there thinking in quiet, like spending time in nature, things like that. And when I started having this ring in my ear, it really, really freaked me out. Like, I, I wasn't, it was not suicidal at all, but I actually started having thoughts where my brain's like, how can I make this stop? And like, I was doing all this research and everything to learn what this was. Like, is there any kind of cure or anything like that? And it was just this like cycle of like bad news, lack of information. and just just the idea that i was never going to hear silence again was something that i valued so much it really screwed me up mm -hmm. and i uh, kind of for like a month or two i was a mess wow and so what what started to change I think it was, I've always been somebody that tries to not worry about things that I can't change. And, you know, the more I looked into it, the more I realized that, like, there's just nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I've, you know, that's what I've read. That's what I've been told. And so I just, just had to learn to accept it. And I just try and ignore it. I try and uh, cover it up with like, like nature sounds and things like that, or we have fans going all the time. And I just kind of block it out, try to ignore it. Mm. It's really all I can do. And and you guys are always using the special background sounds as part of your podcast to deal with a, a certain noise situation that sometimes intrudes on your life. Yeah, we got an <laughs> interesting upstairs neighbor who always <laughs> makes things interesting and fun slash yeah. terrible and corny. Yeah. You talk about like wanting to share your interest for all the all this music in the form of your mix CDs and now the playlist you curate on your podcast. I I guess I'm curious, you know, I wonder if you were doing any of that during that time and what kind of input or feedback you got from people around you. So the only person I really spoke to about it was Jenny. Mm -hmm. and she was like amazing like she's probably the main reason that you know i could just get past it got to the point where i am now mm -hmm. but like when it first happened i i didn't want to talk about it like i didn't even want to think about it i didn't want to tell people and like i didn't want to like have it brought up i was just trying to just ignore it and get past it i um yeah and i don't really know anybody else that has it i did 
<laughs> the only person I really reached out to, I don't know if you know who he is, Jocko Willink. Oh, yeah. He has it. Has he talked about having it? Yeah, he's got pretty bad tinnitus. No, and, uh, that way before, say that again. I said, is that why he wakes up at fucking 3.45 every day? That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it all makes sense now. Mr. Oh, I'm so tough. I wake up at 4 a.m. It's because you got ring in your ears. You can't sleep, dude. Yeah, Just be not, honest. Come on, man. <laughs> it's not time. That's the enemy. It's tinnitus. Yeah. Okay, so you reached out to Jacko Willink? Well, yeah. Before Twitter banned me for hate speech or whatever it was, or harassment or whatever made up bullshit they always make up. I uh, I messaged Jocko, and I don't know why, but every once in a while he would respond or whatever to uh, just different things I'd ask him, and I asked him about the tinnitus. And we actually had a little back and forth about it, which was pretty sweet, and that was one of the main things also to help me kind of deal with it. Not like I'm Jocko or anywhere even in the universe of Jocko, like that dude's like an actual Spartan, like a super soldier kind of guy. Yeah. But he, I asked him, like, what do you do? Because I just, I didn't even know anybody that had it. I didn't know any, any real people to talk to about it. Like I said, the doctors weren't giving me anything that was helping at all. And uh, he's just like, I just try to ignore it. And I asked him some questions. But it wasn't like, Jocko's not, you know, he, he's big on short answers. Uh-huh. So he just, he just said, all you can do is just try and ignore it. There's nothing like it, you'd figure if somebody, if there was any kind of solution, a guy like Jocko out there would, a guy yeah. like Jocko would know about it. And he's like, I don't know. I haven't found anything. The only thing I can do is just ignore it. So that was kind of like my mission from then on. Jocko tells me to ignore it. All right. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I, that, that's incredible that you reached out and, and had an exchange with Jocko on anything, but on the subject of tonight is that boggles my mind that's really cool yeah it is cool and it did actually really help i don't know why like i said i'm not like oh if jocko can do it then i can do it because there's tons of things jocko can do that i can't do yeah but you know i messaged him on uh, social media i just made a comment about having tinnitus and he said something like typical joe this like kind of funny but like he actually cared like it was kind of supportive kind of thing i don't remember what he said that was a while ago yeah, I've 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 sent him a couple of messages. He he politely hasn't responded yet, but <laughs> I went and saw him uh in Boston. I was just hoping he'd pull that tinnitus bit out of his back pocket for me or something, but no, he didn't. You know, talking about Jocko, uh, if you know, like you said, if Jocko has tinnitus, he would have probably handled it if there was a way to handle it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, there's a podcast that I talk about a lot here. It's called Tinnitus Talk. And the their most recent episode is about this fella whose name I'm forgetting right now, but he's a video game developer. And he talks about having all the money in the world to throw at his tinnitus. And he says he's done, like, pretty much everything. And, and you know, there's nothing that he's thrown money at that's improved his tinnitus. He says, like, all the basic ones, like meditation and mindfulness, those are the things um, that have worked best for him, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. But from the standpoint of somebody hoping and, you know, perhaps praying that it's there's a solution out there for them that can be kind of frustrating. But on the subject of mindfulness, I, and, you know, feel free to to ixnay on this question but uh i i know you you do some exploring of the mind uh, from time to time and i'm wondering we can talk about anything man you yeah, want to talk about right. it we'll talk about it. well you mentioned smoking weed and i know sometimes you guys talk about tripping on your podcast and yeah. i was just curious if you found any sort of relationship with any of those things in your tinnitus um you know, it might be a stretch, but I'm just wondering if you've ever found in any of your mental explorations any sort of like weird clues or keys that make you go, huh, that's an interesting connection. When I first got it, I, like I said, I, I completely stopped smoking weed. Like mm -hmm. I like I 
didn't do anything. It, it was, it was strange for me because uh, I also like have like stomach issue, and the weed really, really, really helps with that. That's another one of those things where uh, the doctors don't really know what it is and there's no real solution. And it's just kind of like a, a blanket term for something that a bunch of symptoms that they don't really know how to properly diagnose or anything. And uh, yeah, so I, I, the weed helps with that. And uh, when the tinnitus happened, I completely cut that off. So there wasn't any kind of like soulless or anything from from that end and psychedelics i was too scared to do because i was worried that i was going to hyper focus on the tinnitus and so i waited a few years before a couple years at least before i tried to do it and i kind of we dipped our toes in and did like just a little bit just to see what would happen and uh, we had a really good time and the thing that i was really worried about like just hyper focusing on it getting paranoid and going to it a spiral of despair uh that never happened so that's at least as good it's not a solution or or anything like no secret clues or anything but uh, it didn't freak me out and i haven't really had any kind of insights or even really thought about the tinnitus when i was on like i thought about it but not like sitting there like like doing uh my mindfulness meditation or anything like that and trying to like like uh, like drown it out or like ignore it or you know like something like that none of that stuff's really it hasn't come up and uh i don't i don't think it would really work either to be honest i i think that the rich guy who's got all the money i think he's probably at the same place yeah, yeah. that we are this is kind of Doing the mental exercises does help. That was one thing the first few months that um, that I was doing. Jenny was really big on that. She was always pushing me to to do like cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness stuff and journaling and things like that. And uh, it kind of helped. And uh, I don't, I haven't been doing it consistently anymore. But uh, that probably helped more than anything like psychedelics has done for me in terms of tinnitus or dealing with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, have you, are you familiar with Alexander and Ann Shulgin? Uh, yep. Yeah. They wrote that book PCAL. I don't know if you've ever read it. Awesome read that I recommend to so many people, but I think it's like page three and uh, Shulgin is, is talking about the, the sort of rating system that he has for the drugs that he would create. And he calls that plus one, a plus two and a plus three. And I believe it's plus one, you know, but the early stages or uh, lower level effects of some of these drugs. Uh, he notes that a substance has more or less done enough to where he views it as a substantial dose when his chronic tinnitus goes away. Um, oh. And that, that's not me saying that doing psychedelics takes away one's tinnitus. I think it has a lot more to do with, like you said it yourself, the, um, you know, your focus you don't notice it, your, your mind's going somewhere else. Yeah. And, and that's I'm, my key for sure. What's that's your key for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty strong mentally, which is why, it kind of made it even like I was like, what the fuck is going on with me when when this first happened? And I just kind of had a meltdown because mm -hmm. I always thought of myself as a pretty mentally strong person. And I rebounded completely from that. But at first, it really, really fucked me up in the head, man, like really badly. But um, yeah, I, I find that number one, I, I wish I could do enough psychedelics that tonight would go away. But I do think it is probably just the focus where your focus is and your ability to like everyone can has done it like there's times where people are talking to you and they're like right beside you and you don't even hear them you know what i mean like i'm sure everybody's had that kind of experience oh that we where you know just momentarily like your your focus goes away and and you are able to ignore whether intentionally or not a sound that is present yeah for sure yeah 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 yeah, as far as I've gotten. 
Right, right. So often the examples of like, uh, I forget who brings this one up all the time. It's like, you're wearing a shirt, right? And you aren't aware constantly of the exactly. of the shirt on your skin. Yeah, yeah. so it's where, where your focus goes. And I was glad you mentioned the CBT thing, not, a, not that it's a catch-all for everyone's tinnitus, but I also found going through that process was very helpful for me in the early days of my distress related to my tinnitus. That's um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I think we have a very similar story there. I stopped smoking weed um, almost completely for like a month. And, um, hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly picked up some kind of cool stuff from all of that difficulty i i'm not saying that i would recommend it to <laughs> future self as a regiment for overcoming you know mental blocks or anything like that but uh paul stamets also tells an interesting story in his last appearance on joe rogan and he tells the story i need to revisit this one so i can better I remember the story if you don't about his <laughs> about his friend hearing the crickets. Yeah, well it was or uh, the yeah, ants. yeah, it was ants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that story is really interesting and that's the first thing I thought of when you said the Shogun thing. Yeah, yeah. And and um in the early days I strongly considered the merits of the uh what you can find online described as the Stamets stack, which is a combination of things involving a small dose of psilocybin in just listening to the more recent episode i think it was 113 if you release 114 i'm not fully caught up but uh no that's today so much of so many of the artists in your playlist i could say oh trent Reznor, tinnitus uh tom york tinnitus and I'm sure if I zoomed in enough on plenty of the artists whose names I didn't readily recognize uh, I could point to some obscure quote or some interview line uh, somewhere that reference all of these people having tinnitus. And um, I don't know, I, I just kind of wonder as people who enjoy music uh, the way that we do, I, I just wonder if you have any thoughts on how that whole relationship of of if communication were perhaps coming through the pipeline alongside the the messaging and the outputs from our favorite artists, do you think that there could perhaps be a shift in the way that we understand and possibly address tinnitus as like a music consuming culture? I think anytime people with a platform speak about stuff, more people hear about it, more people care about it. And if enough people care about it, then the industry forms around it. And if that happens, then you're going to have the whole spectrum of, you know, from people who are just grifters or scam artists. Like I'm sure you've seen all kinds of websites and uh, like people on Instagram claiming to like have tinnitus cures and stuff like that. Oh, to yeah. people who are like, like the go on your podcast, like that doctor you had on recently. Um, that actually want to help people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I guess that would be, you know, it's always good when people, the platform speak about things that are important rather than just uh, like empty, you know, hollow virtue signaling type of stuff. And it's find it strange that the artists don't really speak about this kind of thing. Cause you know, I would kind of feel responsible if I was an artist and I'm putting on really loud shows like you're, you know, you're kind of helping people get tinnitus. So it would be, you know, it's not like there's any kind of warning or anything when you go to the shows. Uh, like they don't give out uh, earplugs. You know, I'm sure, like I'm sure you can get them if you ask. Like I remember after I get tinnitus, we went to go see Corn, And... Uh, <laughs> I think they had no I had to go and buy my own earplugs we called the venue to see if they had any and they didn't so like that and it's just weird like I don't know I, I don't know why 
these artists don't talk about it more or why it's not even a big deal in society because it's pretty it's it i don't know like it seems like it's something that at least should be researched and that there could be a cure and it could be easy but there's just not enough people spending time on it i that that's kind of the same thinking that i have and what's driving me in the path that i'm going on now where i'm just trying to have these conversations and and keep knocking on doors and maybe some I I knock on that one door and it's the house at the end of the street that no one's wanted to go to for years and the the old man living inside says oh I need to show you something and blows some dust off of an old box and opens it up and there's like a piece of another that's, planet or something that's really the only I think the only way any of this is going to get solved is people like you who are really digging into it connecting dots because there just isn't enough people. Uh, there isn't a big enough industry where people can make tons of money on it. So people, you know, it's just kind of sucks, but it's also just the kind of way it is. Yeah, yeah. Why? And it, it's like that with most health issues. Like the, there's so many stories. Like I have a friend that I, or a guy I went to, to school with, like in middle school. And uh, I found him again on Facebook. We were in our like 30s or something. And he was married and had kids and all this stuff. And one of his kids had a really serious health issue. And it was the whole story of like going to the doctors. They don't know what it is. There's no, they can't even diagnose it. Never mind cure it. And so he just like went to town trying to research what was going on. And uh, like he actually figured a bunch of stuff out and like he was being interviewed by, and he's just like a lawyer or something. But, uh, like, he started to get invited to, I, I don't know, if, like, all the terms or whatever, but, like, like to talk with specialists or give presentations to people that would be interested in learning about this. And he found out that his daughter has some rare thing. I think it's, like, named after her now. Wow. And so, like, it, it, that's the kind of thing that I think is really going to have to happen with this whole thing, where people do their own research and figure it out on their own and talk with other people and everybody like like you're trying to do like build a little community where people are sharing knowledge because i don't think unless there's a huge monetary incentive to to fix stuff a lot of you know things just don't get fixed right right that society well i mean speaking of monetary incentive i don't know if you've heard about that massive 3m lawsuit that's going on right now I no, I don't think I heard about that. What's going you, on? You might want to look into. I I barely have scraped the surface, but just a colossal, colossal blow to 3M as uh, this huge class action lawsuit. I think so far, sixteen cases have gone to trial, with ten uh, resulting in verdicts in in favor of the plaintiff about um, these. Uh, earplugs that they were giving to soldiers um and you know that i don't know what the stats are like in canada but uh the one of the number one claims uh to the va uh you know from former soldiers is tinnitus and hearing problems i've seen it anywhere from number one to like number three but a lot of people leave the military, um, understandably, with with hearing problems. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of, well, no duh because of all the guns and et cetera. But something I just don't think is really addressed is, like, as a culture, we don't associate necessarily guns with hearing protection. We see the explosions and all that. We see superheroes in movies like lighting up a whole building or whatever and then they resume a conversation they were having with a friend or whatever you know and it's so unrealistic and like you mentioned the culture around live music and all of that it all seems so baked into society and culture that I think a lot of people understandably just kind of don't ever think to address it until unfortunately it's too late 
Well, it's the same thing with the tech companies and all the phones and everything. Like all the, like back in the day with Discmans and Walkman, like everybody's walking around blasting that in their ears. Right. That's definitely contributing to it too. And again, there's there's no, like I know when you buy earphones, there's like a little thing in the instructions saying, uh, don't put it over this volume because it could damage your ears. But it's not made like a big deal of. Like it's right. not, they don't make a big deal out of it. It's, 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 I don't know. It's just strange, but that's like a lot of things in our society. Unless it makes people money, they don't care. And if it costs people money, they don't really want to talk about it. Exactly. If I, if I did that, they're not going to bring it up all the time. Right. Right. If I did that thing where I put a clip from the interview at the beginning of the show, that would have been the clip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think sometimes of that, I don't know if you ever watched that show, uh, Mr. Show uh but there's this one bit about a child star and they're interviewing him in his adulthood after he's uh squandered his childhood fortune away and he said they were giving me all this money but it didn't come with instructions (laughs) uh, i think about that line a lot like i you know i had some of the warnings people would say hey you know your headphones are a little loud or something i tended to be cautious but occasionally like this past week one of my favorite bands of all time neurosis just broke up and i was remembering going to the grocery store as a young hippie blasting one of their albums on some over ears and uh this older fella stopping me in the produce section and you know kind of admonishing me that my that i was going to hurt my ears but uh that's another thing that i'm trying to address is i don't want to tell people that they're hurting their ears in a way that makes them feel bad for any choices that they've made i simply want to be as informative as possible and uh provide an outlet for a conversation that's more informative than reprimanding or anything like that and i'm really interested in how we could do that i mean you you pointed out a lot of things the the money situation the sort of contradictory nature of live venues addressing that problem when it's built into their system like they they the status quo is we need music to be loud in order for people to enjoy it fortunately there's there's sound companies uh, I've just recently learned about this guy, Michael Lawrence, and uh, he's doing some sound design stuff for live venues. And I think we're going to be seeing a pretty interesting revolution as far as that sort of stuff goes. So I'm interested about that. Well, the problem is like people can do stuff like that and they can come up with a really good product that would really help people. But again, it goes back to the money. Like if the club owner doesn't think they're going to make money on it and they don't really care about people's hearing, you know, yeah, like it's, it's not going to, you, there's tons of inventions that have been made that aren't in production because it's just not going to make anybody money or it will make somebody a little bit of money, but it'll lose a big, huge corporation, a ton of money. So then they buy that company, bury the product and that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a sad, sad the problem is humans. <laughs> so yeah. is the problem. I'm sort of reminded of, um, back in when Bush was reelected, Bush, the Bush junior was reelected. Um, yeah. at some point during his term of presidency, I, I went to, um, Europe and, it was hard for me not to run into people learning that I was American. I I never really felt confident doing the uh, American cop out of I'm Canadian while <laughs> overseas. And um, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Someone would give me some shit for being an American and how Bush existed. And maybe it was just my youth or my shock or me being a malnourished vegan at the time. But uh <laughs> You know, I would often answer that the response that I felt called to the most was to just kind of quietly buzz within my own community and and try to nurture. I don't know how well, how good of a job I did at that, but my goal at the time was to just nurture 
positive interactions with people all around me, um, regardless of their political affiliations or anything like that. Because if you zoom out too much and you look at all that can go wrong, it can be so easy to get overwhelmed. So, um, you know, I, I, I feel a little fortunate in that it helped me inform and also being a weird kid from deep South Texas, like I think it just all of that combined helped give me the tools to understand that there are a lot of different people in this world and it, it's not easy to spread a, spread a universal message. And unfortunately, even though hearing health is something that should be a universal concern, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the conversation progresses um, as as we go further down the road. I would really be keen on seeing some of these artists that we know and love address it. I talk a lot on the show about Coldplay and the work they've been doing to raise awareness for hearing health with uh, having sign language interpreters on stage and these sound vests that um, people can feel the music. Um, uh, you know, I know Trent Reznor has like a lyric about a ringing in his ear, but you know, it, it sucks. I was listening to a Ty Siegel interview recently, just because I had a hunch. I'm like, that guy's probably got it. And sure enough, he mentioned it in an interview. And I think the guy's like 28, 29 or something when I listened to it. I don't know how old he is now, but that's a pretty young age to get tinnitus. That's um, brutal. Yeah. And I know we're going to be seeing, like like you've already mentioned, the earphones and everything. We're going to be seeing a whole new generation of people. So, you know, with TikTok being what it is as far as spreading news and and infographics and weird stats like hopefully that sort of thing will proliferate that sort of information that's kind of why it annoys me that the some of these artists don't like it would take so such little effort such little time just to make videos once in a while just talking about tinnitus and like how to avoid it and what it's like and this is why you don't want it this is why you should be careful because if I was hearing that kind of stuff. I would have been way more careful. Like I was way too arrogant, not just at the shows, like the work thing was the biggest issue, but even then, like I should have known better. It's definitely my own fault. But if there was more people like Ozzy Osbourne and people like that, that have talked about like, like their tinnitus is so loud that like sometimes they can't hear a phone ringing things like that. Right. Like if you're telling people that like letting that be known all the time, really pushing to get that message out there that really would help a lot of people i know it definitely would have helped me and i'm not blaming them it's definitely my own decisions and things that to led to that led to this but uh it's just a shame yeah yeah i i have the same it's so easy right it would be so easy and and so transformative like i mean I would pour over the liner notes back in the days of the cds and i would read all the little, you know how artists used to have each member of the band would like to think, and I would read yeah. every single line and try to like discern every inside joke. And I wanted to be like best buddies with those guys. And um, yeah, if like in the liner notes to $3 bill, y'all, Sam Rivers of Limp Biscuit was like, Hey guys, cover your ears. You know, tonight it sucks. Like that might have changed everything. But I do wonder sometimes if it comes from agents or management. There seems to be a tied some stigma around talking about some of these uncomfortable things. And not to get too uh fanboy here, but I that's why I appreciate a lot of the content that you guys put out with your show on on social media and the show itself that you just talk about what's interesting to you regardless of you know like whether or not it's going to be like a a fan favorite or whatever it's what's important 
And um, I, I come up against that a lot when I'm when I'm trying to spread this word about tinnitus. I, I am always questioning, like, do people even want to hear this? Is it inconvenient to share this around? You know, I'm not trying to, like, be Al Gore here, but I do think that some people could stand to hear this uh, less than comfortable. No, it's it's important, man. You shouldn't don't even worry about stuff like that as long as you know your intentions are good and your actions match your intentions, then you got to just be you. You got to just follow your heart kind of thing, follow your passion. Unless your passion is like being like a, a rapist or a murderer or a pirate or something, but like you're just trying to inform people. You're trying to help people. So how could that be bad in any way? If the truth bothers people, that's their own issue, and that's something they need to work through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if and it, it's not even the truth it, it's like you're just trying to spread information right you're right. trying to gather information you're asking questions like i don't there's not much more you can do yeah yeah <laughs> well thanks thanks for that you might have asked you a couple questions about tinnitus and stuff or your experience oh yeah yeah go for it um so like when you first got it how long was it before you went to like a show like a concert Oh, it was was a long time. I mean, well, so my story is I, I definitely had experienced ringing once or twice or thrice before from playing loud shows. And I first really noticed something so much that I went to a hearing professional in like the fall of 2018. And somehow, like a month and a half later, I forgot about it enough to record an album with my like, really inappropriately loud band and um i'm sure i used some ear protection but probably not enough and then there was a whole like mixing thing so if that answers your question virtually no time but then when it kind of came back up and seemed to be louder than ever before last summer i was even scared to get in a car like cars everything seemed too loud Uh, The first show that I went to was only like three months ago, Uh, uh, like almost a year it was. And when I went to that show, I had the foam earplugs, which as far as I knew were the max decibel limit uh, attenuation at 33 decibels. And I brought a set of over ear cans to put over my ears just in case. Yeah, Uh, I was... Um, what about like listening to music in your car or like do you listen on earphones anymore like what's going on with all that stuff like how do you listen to music has it changed that at all um definitely it's changed that a lot um one thing i don't listen to as much in the car is talking like i love to listen to podcasts the list of podcasts that i have to listen to is is the longest list i have and um Unfortunately, though I don't drive a lot, um, I can't really listen to spoken word stuff in cars because I find that there's a lot of spikes in the volume. You have to turn it way up to overcompensate for the quiet parts. And then all it takes is like Ari Shafir suddenly going on a scream rant. Joey Diaz. Yeah. And and I... Joey's the worst to listen to when you have tinnitus because it'd be like, this time I was going down to the subway <laughs> store and then and he just starts screaming and it's like listening to Nirvana. It's like quiet and loud and quiet and loud. Yeah. And you yeah. can't control for it and you don't know when it's going to happen. You can just start freaking out at any time. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh my ears. Yeah. Um, but I do, uh, I too work on a lot of, uh, playlists and, um, and pretty evangelical, uh, like playlists have become kind of one of my love languages. I still make people physical mixtapes and physical mix CDs. Um, like cassette tapes? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't I, even know I, anyone who has a cassette tape anymore. Yeah. Tape yeah. I, I, well, I hoarded a bunch of them back in the day, but like the most recent one I worked on is uh, it's uh, Pantera and Garth Brooks. <laughs> it's like weirdly back and forth um but i listen to a lot of techno um which i find rude what's that 
How rude. <laughs> How dare you? I, I I don't know. I I just love what I love about techno um is that it allows like a more relaxed listening experience. So I can like zoom in and out and kind yeah, of ruminate. And um actually a lot of techno, especially more modern techno, actually like uses white noise as um as a textural element. So a lot of these DJs working in you know, Ableton or whatever, have a whole track of white noise that they gate to like percussive elements or something. And so there's like a weird built-in sort of tinnitus uh, sound therapy into a lot of modern techno. Um, so you said you don't drive a lot. Are you taking public transportation around or? Was, oh, like, uh, no, no. I just, uh, I bike or I'm lucky right now where I don't have to often get in a car for work. Um, I mean, I get in the car plenty. I go on road trips. Yeah. What's funny is like when I first got my nasty tinnitus last summer, I went on this crazy road trip all the way to Texas and, uh, from new England. And that was like a three day drive. Um, uh, and I just listened to, well, you know, what's funny. I, I listened to a lot of stand up comedy on that trip, but that was before I kind of realized that I felt a little more sensitive to the ups and downs of vocals. But mm -hmm. so like, do you listen to earphones ever? Uh, I put, I, I will sometimes allow myself over ear headphones at a really low volume. If for any reason, I think that there's going to be sound outside of my personal listening device that might inform the volume that I feel I need to pipe into those over ears. I might go so far as to put earplugs in under my over ear headphones. That's very rare. Like if I were mixing a loud recording or something that I do with one of my shitty experimental loud bands, I might I might do that. But I don't even make that much loud music these days. Um, I did put earbuds in my ears um, just this past summer when I flew to Hawaii and I had like 18 episodes of Tiger Belly I wanted to listen to while playing tony hawk on the switch uh so there was like no way around it and i just wore earbuds at like super 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 low levels and i took breaks like every two hours so you're pretty cautious you're way more cautious than i am yeah i try to be super cautious and i and you know i even kind of question my own caution because I'm about to go to school to learn about the ins and outs of hearing health. And I want to learn a lot more about the science. I've heard a lot about, you know, it's not necessarily just the volume, but the duration of exposure time. So I'm getting the impression that perhaps I usually operate within totally normal and safe volume ranges. But yeah, I tend to be pretty cautious. And I, I can be a little bit of a worrier about it. You'll see me, if you saw me walking into, you know, like if I were to go into Manhattan right now, like a car honking next to me might cause me to instinctually like block my ears with my fingers or something. Yeah, and, sure. you know, most people aren't worrying about that, even though there might be nine people around me at that very moment with tinnitus. They probably aren't worried about that sort of thing. Yeah. When I first got it, I was like, I wouldn't even listen to music. I was just so paranoid. My worst fear was this thing getting worse. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like I, once I started to get comfortable with it, I kind of tried to go back to as much, try to go back to normal as much as possible mm -hmm. with with like within reason like i don't blast the music anywhere close to as loud as i used to blast it but i do listen to it pretty loud every once in a while um i put in earphones um, sometimes when i'm working and i'll usually have it like say i would have had it at like a seven out of ten before or eight out of ten i'll have it at like a like a four or five out of ten now mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i've heard it 
not speaking from experience, but I've I've heard that some of the noise canceling technology really helps with being able to listen consistently at a low volume. I've also heard good things about some bone conduction headphones that I'd be interested sure. in looking into. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. My dad has really bad hearing problems. Like he doesn't have tinnitus, but one of his eardrums is gone and he his hearing in one of his, in his last actual ear like eardrum is not very good and uh that was one thing i saw that was interesting was those um was like hearing aids but through the bone right yeah and uh i i keep trying to learn more about that but i don't really find any good information about it yeah it's it's really funny it's just kind of like when i was starting to look into fair use legality around this i'm trying to do this uh other side podcast project where i do this deep dive into corn and i want to use corn samples and uh uh it's just funny how sometimes you go out there looking for this information like in your case with these bone conduction hearing aids and the answers aren't so clear cut and and that's part of why again i'm doing some of this is to try to cut out the murk, not only for myself, but find a way to speak from the point of view of someone who's been there, done that, and um, has asked the right questions and tried to inform people. I believe most of this information is there. I just think that for whatever reason, it's being kept in a weird storeroom somewhere and not, not helping as many people as it could or should. Yeah, I just don't know what's real or not. Like you can see videos on YouTube and things like that. Like you, I've seen videos where, like, kid has never heard before. They've never heard their mom's voice, and then they get a set of hearing aids, and it's like those bone conducting ones. And their mom's like, "Hey, baby," and the baby starts crying. Everybody's crying. She can hear now. Everything's awesome. And I don't know if that's real or not. And uh, like, I don't even know where to look because my dad's hearing is just terrible. Mm. And I'm really hoping I don't have that same kind of thing happen to me when I'm older. Um, But I I was thinking in terms of tinnitus, like maybe that's more the direction that people need to look in terms of solution is like, I've heard hearing aids can help. Like even that you mentioned the Coldplay guy. That was one of the things I heard early on when I was researching it, researching artists talking about it was that the, uh, what's his name, Chris Martin from Coldplay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah saying that he, he, he was being interviewed by somebody who also had tinnitus and the guy wanted to talk to him about it. He says, I have some information I can give you later about these, these hearing aids and they've really helped me. And that was kind of the last I really saw about that or learned about that. And I didn't hear about no doctor didn't mention anything about that. None of the specialists mentioned anything like that. So I don't know. It just is lame. Like I, there's not enough information out there. So I, I, that's awesome that you're doing what you're doing. And it's super awesome that you're going to school for. Yeah. yeah. Someone with your like motivation for this might actually find a solution. Cause from what I've seen from the professionals, at least that I've actually seen in person, they kind of didn't seem to care too much. That just be my experience, but that's what it was. No, I I very much had the same experience, and I have found professionals who have cared. Unfortunately, they weren't caring for me in a professional capacity. That's the problem. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's that's almost exactly what what sent me out the door. You know, trying to you know do something. Yeah, I was like, man, fuck this. We got to do something. So. Yeah, I'm currently yeah. trying to figure out how to. I can go on like a speaking tour that's on a lower volume once I uh, <laughs> learn. But yeah, you I, just made me almost spit my water. <laughs> well, I think low volume that. speaking tour is a that's a hell of a headline or that's a hell of a name for a tour. Yeah, come yeah. here the low, the quiet volume, the quietest speaking, speaking tour engagement you've ever been to. Fourteen yeah. decibels. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll try. Um. Dude, I I I feel like we could keep going, but I gotta get boot scooting. Um, yeah. I so appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk with me all about this. I I really loved hearing your perspective on things. Um, 
I, I would love to even have have this conversation keep going and I'm going to stay tuned to the last DJ pod and see if uh, if maybe you guys end up uh, pulling up some tinnitus news anytime soon. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, stress management, mindfulness, keeping your mind on things, doing cool creative projects. Those are all good ways that it sounds like both of us are presently um, more or less with some with varying degrees of discipline uh doing to deal with our tinnitus so keeping that up getting the word out that's that's the plan for now sounds good man cool well thanks alex for sitting and chatting with me all this time and uh we'll keep in touch sounds good thanks for having me all right later later dude bye bye so cool Cool. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on. That was super fun. Super appreciate when anyone takes the time to share their story with me, especially when it comes to this tinnitus stuff. I really appreciate the honesty that comes out of these conversations. It's uh, not as common as you might think. But, uh, woo. So this is probably about the longest I've spent time doing anything that's not homework in the past month. Maybe movie night the other night with Ani. That was pretty good. But uh, yeah. So this feels like a real luxury. Podcast, man. I love it. I don't think I'm going to stop. We're going to keep going. So thanks again for listening and uh, talk to you guys soon. Uh, be safe and uh, wear earplugs if it's loud out there, okay? Goodbye.